Today is November 5th, and this is Talking Yanks, and we are talking trades. Last episode, we did all the free agents, who we want back, who we want to come here, and today we're doing who are we trading for, and we asked you guys for voicemails and your trade ideals, ideas, and we got a ton, and I'm excited. Let's talk Yanks. What's up? Thank you guys very much for tuning back in for another episode of Talking Yanks, your favorite Yankees podcast. I hope maybe it's your second favorite and you're just waiting for us to make the push. Maybe today's the day. Got a lot of voicemails, got a listener engagement. It's going to be fun. I'm your host, John Boy, coming to you from New Jersey. And your other host is Jake, coming to you from Denver. Jake, how you doing? James, I'm good. Uh, winding down Sunday, but it's actually kind of been a busy Sunday, doing podcast stuff. Uh, and you know I'm excited. I, I, I love good trade stuff. I, I know it's a, it's a world you're tepid in. I, I think that's a good word for it. it. It excites you, but you don't like all the rumor mill BS. I'm kind of into the rumor mill BS. I don't like all the rumor mill BS. I love trade talk. I always think it's the best of talk radio when people send in Francesa their trades and shit. But I'd much rather be on this side of things where you send me in your trade and I say, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Or, oh, no, that doesn't make sense. Then when people are like, what trade would you make? And I'm like, I don't right. know. I have no idea. Not a G- right. I'm not a GM. I don't pretend to be know anything. I wish you would. I wish I would. I wish I was a GM too, because I think that maybe admi- someday. That mean- hey, the Mets. The Mets will hire you if you don't work in a front office. You just gotta walk in there with a business card with your name on it. Yeah. Well, now we're doing cross jokes from John Boy and Jake Radio and yeah. talking yanks. I think could have been. Could have been. Uh, it was. It came down to Brody Van Wagen or Francesa. Yeah, and they went. They went with Brody. So we're our, we're lining up. I remember at one point, like callers would call and tell Francesa he should manage the team, and he like didn't like. He's like, yeah, <laughs> like didn't be like, no. Yeah, he's ready. So are we. <laughs> Let's dip our toe in. Yeah. So, uh, like I said, we're doing all trade talk today. We have the voicemail line set up, which is nine oh eight. I don't even remember because Jake said he was going to give me a device to remember it. And I don't remember it. All I know is that there's a, uh, it's a Luke Voigt, Chad Green right in the middle. 908, Yogi Berra, Luke Voigt, Chad Green, Roger Maris, Derek Jeter. 908-845-5792. Put it in your phones. Remember it forever. Share it with your friends. If you want to call and leave a voicemail. We got a bunch. I hope we can get through them to talk about some trades. Is there any loose little tidbits lying around? Before we dive into this, like any like recent news or another report that says the Yankees are out by Steve Phillips, which Jake, I like you getting into that. You tweeted like about how he can easily he could easily be wrong and say, well, my source is wrong. Like that's how the source game has worked forever. It's it's complete nonsense, but people love it. Yeah. And I, I so I I didn't want to go there because I that sounds like bad. And then you could do that about everything. But 
I saw something today. Uh, they were talking about football trades, and they were like, sources tell me that they talked about trading for these guys. And, like, I'm fine with that because that means it happened and people told you that. Steve Phillips, former GM, said, a source tells me the Yankees are out and on Bryce Harper. So, basically, you've just put a tweet out there with two of the biggest buzzwords, Yankees, Harper, and you said, a source, which could mean anything, could mean your your daughter, your son, your cat, your dog, um, and basically, he throws that out there to get likes and retweets, um, and there's no information there. And if if it comes out, the Yankees sign Harper, or they get involved in it, it, there's no skin off his back. You're tweeting nothing. Yeah, but that's how the game's been played for years. I mean, obviously, I agree with you, but and that's and and that's where I mean the official guys stand out. Whether you're a basketball guy and it's Warjanowski or Adam Schefter or any of those guys. Those guys find and have sources that are actual discussions, and they usually have to verify with two, sometimes three sources, unless it's, like, direct from a player that tells them. Um, I mean, to say that, and why would the Yankees do that? Well, so the, Yankees, so the, the other teams have a better, better bargaining chip? Oh, the Yankees aren't in on you, so we're going to offer you less money. Why would the Yankees do that? There's nothing to it. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah, well, there's three guys I trust. Uh, Buster only, Ken Rosenthal, and Jack Curry. If they tweet out something, especially Jack Curry, because he doesn't care. He's not, it's not, and knows, he's not trying to break news. So right. if he actually, if he tweets something like, oh, he actually has duck, checked his balances. I mean, last year when I had the, the Joe Girardi news before anyone else, because uh, someone told me and I was like, you have to prove this to me before I tweet it. I understand why no one believed me. Like, I, why, right. would you, why would you believe me? I'm nobody. But I did know, like, I knew for a fact. But right after that, like, Wallace Matthews or whatever, Oyster Bay, whatever his name is, mm. sent this whole article about how they were trying to do everything they could bring back. And I was like, that's weird, man, because, like, I had the proof in my hands yeah. <laughs> that they weren't bringing Joe back. It's like, so the Yankees just told you that to counterbalance, told you to write that to counterbalance what me and some other people were saying. It was very weird to read that article. Yeah. And, and, all- and they were like, sources from the Yankees say they're doing everything they can to bring Joe back. And I was like, no. I was like, I have like definitive proof that they have already told him they're not bringing him back. And yeah, now by, we by know. everything you mean they offered him probably a BS one-year contract. They didn't even do back. that. And I yeah. had that proof. And Hal even says, like, that was a decision years in the making. So it's like, why, who, why, how'd you write that as a reporter? Yeah, it's just covering stuff up. And oh, if we're talking reporters, do we talk about our new buddy, Joe Frisaro? No, because I want to get him on the show. <laughs> when, we go to, when we go to winter meetings, I want to uh, finagle him oh, on the show. And, and somehow he doesn't know who we are because he blocked yeah. both of us. Yeah, let me, I'll, I'll just give love to Yankees Twitter because there was some serious unity um, that was fantastic. I think the only the only other thing I want to pick up before we get into this, Jim, is that uh, if you haven't listened to our free agency episode that we did before this, check that out because I think that is going to have a partial effect on some of our opinions on this. Yeah, and because people um, told us we did a good job with that episode. And I was yeah, like, hey. my mom told me it was a great episode. My dad told me it was a great episode. And so look at that. But he, should- he made it known because like, my dad likes all the episodes, but he was like, oh, that was really good. Yeah, yeah. No, we did a good job. Normally, we're just horses' asses, but that was that was really good. So Speak for yourself. Out. I like to be called a donkey's ass. 
Okay. Because then fair. you're a jackass's ass. An ass's ass. Ass's ass, yeah. Ass ass. Okay. Right. <laughs> okay. How we're doing this episode, guys and gals, we have a lot of female listeners and they're fantastic. Okay, Trump. We that that, that was a that was a Trump that was a Trump Trump ish quote. We have a lot of female listeners and they're fantastic. We actually do, but just the way you said it, just the way you said it got me. <laughs> um, okay, so first we're going to go through the Yankees players, right? And we're going to establish, yeah, that's a guy I'd trade, or nope, no way, I'm trading that guy, or mm, if it, if it's right, because when people call in, I just think. It's kind of like lawyer. Like, we're going to set a precedent. Like, this is where we feel. So then it's easier once we get these calls to go through everything. Right. So the first, Jake, is let's give our uh, complete untouchables. And for some of you guys, you're going to say, obviously. And obviously, judge, untouchable. Judge is untouchable. Severino, untouchable. I think I could see someone being half surprised by that, but he's untouchable. He's a young ace. And his value would be kind of skewed right now. Anyways, he's untouchable. Glaber, untouchable for me. And I think there are people that will be shocked. Like if someone on Twitter told me they would trade Glaber. And I was like, what? Someone on Twitter told me they'd trade Glaber, bring over Daniel Murphy. I'm like, oh, that sounds yeah. bad. But yeah, I think pe- so people, don't, a- people don't understand. He's, he was 20. He had an incredible year. Would have been a rookie of the year a lot of seasons. Um and it, it, I, I think a wild card, which is a whole nother conversation with Glaber, there's a chance the Yankees could view him as their shortstop of the future. Um, so Glaber staying. Do you have any other like 100% untouchables? Um, Tanaka also because it doesn't make sense to trade him. He's making a, like he's making more than he would make yeah. in free agency, and he's only got two years left. Oh, no. I. I Sorry, sorry I, a lot of names came to mind. <laughs> sorry for cutting you off. But in, in the same boat as Tanaka, um, like Araldis Chapman not getting traded. And, dude, I, I think this is going to be a shocker to a lot of people. Batances, man. Yeah, for, what he, for what he did last year and his value to the team, if we were trading away Dellen Batances, we'd want another Dellen Batances coming back. So it yeah. doesn't make any sense. Yeah, not moving Batances. I don't think Stanton's getting moved. Yeah, there's that whole Los Angeles Dodgers thing out there. I I think if we're gonna if we're gonna mention Stanton, it's ninety nine percent untouchable. One percent, our next column, which would would is like very unlikely to be moved. Yeah, and that would be like um, Gardner. They just signed him, so I'm not gonna entertain anyone that sends in a trade with Gardner in it. Right, no Guardy trades. Because um, I think he's making more than he'd make on the open market too. Didi, yeah, so, you don't trade because it's his value is he's injured for half the year and then he's a free agent next year. So obviously that doesn't make sense either. Yeah, it would have to be something really quirky um, if they were all in on Machado and Glaber or something. But yeah, I, I, I actually I think I wanted the next kind of column of players to be called like it would have to be a blockbuster. All right, yeah, um, so it would have to get so a like lot. So, Stan- like, Stanton going to the Dodgers would, would be a giant move. Um, uh, I, I don't want to trade Stanton. Yeah. Um, Didi, the whole injury thing, yeah, probably not. Um, even, like, I, I think this brings up Aaron Hicks. Um, he, he's not on the trade block. It would, If you actually think about it, it would have to be something insane. It would have to be, like, the Angels wanting to punt on Mike Trout. So, I think Hicks is pretty close to untouchable. People, I've seen people asking their trade high on Hicks because his value is so high right now, and see what you can get. 
and moves Gardner to center, Clint and Stanton, someone else in left. That's like a lot. That's sometimes a lot of these trades people think it's a video game. Like people think you can just like move a million parts and be like, there you go, there's a team. Uh, yeah, I'm not moving Hicks. Uh, if a team says, well, what about Hicks? Then you'd have to, you'd think about it. It's not an well, instant no. You'd be like, wait, wait, wait. Okay, this is interesting. It, but it truly is. It, it'd have to be something pretty wild because, you know, we, we went into the whole second best center fielder in the AL conversation last year. Um, like, uh, genuinely, if you, if you want to replace Hicks with a better player in center, there's not a ton out there, and I don't think it's a ton of guys people would want to move. So, yeah, I mean, it, Hicks would have to be something crazy. Stan would have to be something crazy. Um, oh, dude, I think another untouchable that we missed was Chad Green. I, I don't see a world where we trade Chad Green. I've seen people say that that they think it's possible. I think River Ave Blues did a whole article about how they think a, tra- a Chad Green trade is likely. And River Ave Blues is a pretty Yeah, we like them. We good respect side. them. I, I like River Ave Blues. It's just, so. it's just tough to me for picture. I mean, what – again, we want these arms in the bullpen. I mean, what it would, be, would have, to, what would have, have to, to be coming back? They Well, they would have to sign like uh, Robertson, Miller – Ottavino, like two right. two guys, and then because Chad Green's value is so high, I guess if it gets you someone like Kluber, you you make sense of it, right? So okay, in a piece for Kluber. I mean, I don't want Chad Green traded, obviously. Right. All right. So our next, our next, um, and Gary, I'm not trading Gary. So, and we'll get to that because there's so many trade Gary voicemails. Yeah. Um, so we'll get to that then. Yeah, that's a that's a different world. All right, uh, let's. I want to do this because this is a fun segment. Let's do the shop them hard. Yep. See what they're worth. See what you can get. Here's my list because I think it might be a little different. My shop them hard list is Sunny Gray, Ellsbury, uh, Herman. Herman for sure. I think is because he showed potential, so he showed signs. He's young, live arm. I mean. Can you even try to shop Sessa? I don't even know. Um, I'd shop them hard because I don't. Their values aren't like terribly low. Well, I guess Sunny Gray is, but in a weird world, it's not. I guess Ellsbury is too. But yeah, right, shop, we, try we to get have to try to get rid of those guys. It's almost like a yeah, but you have to take him too situation. Yeah, the other name that's that's been my wild card. Um, that I guess in the Chad Green speech, I, I I should be including Chad Green, but Jonathan Holder, man, Jonathan Holder is a young reliever that had a really good year. Um, and end of the day, however, this Yankees bullpen ends up sorting out, he's still going to be what the fifth or sixth option, mm-hmm. where he could he could go to a lot of teams and be the, the number two guy. Um, yep. so I I think he could really be a valuable play uh piece in a trade. But yeah, Gray. Um, and what's going to be a funky deal, however he gets moved. Ellsbury would be a straight salary dump. Um, Herman, I think, yeah, totally. Value high, great strikeout numbers. A guy that if you can sort him out and get him with the right pitching coach, I mean, you could have a 2-3 starter on your team. The Yankees just aren't going to have the time in the next couple years to figure that out. Um, the other wild card would be Herman does have filthy stuff. The Yankees could fully punt on him and make him a reliever, which has the potential to be dirty, but he probably still has more value as a starter out there. Um, Shop Herman hard, maybe even lasagna, but we need pitching and maybe keep lasagna. That's interesting. So, all right, so Greg Bird, where do you stand on him? Yeah, so I, I think 
people are probably surprised we haven't said Greg Bird. Um, it's just his value so low. So low. Um, you're you're not going to get anything for him when. Why don't you just tell him to to work on some things in the offseason, come back, and maybe he can find a little of that magic. I mean, I I, I said it during the season a few times. If if you're my Denver, Colorado Rockies, and Greg Bird's a local boy, and you haven't had a quality first baseman, or you've you've had a revolving door at first base. Mark Reynolds put up a decent season. But you could get a young guy that could potentially come in, be a 250, 30 homer guy, local boy that you could – local boy <laughs> that you could trade for for nothing. Um, but that's the whole thing. If you're the Yankees, his his value's not there. And I, I'm going to say this, and then I'm going to walk over myself later. I'm in the same boat with Clint Frazier. Yeah, his value, his value is just not what Clint Frazier's value could be with even a decent spring training. So why would you move him this offseason? Yeah, I agree. Yeah, um, the trade that I love in my head has Clint Frazier in it, so we'll circle back to that. Uh, and Duhar. I mean, I, I have him in the blockbuster category. I, If he brings back DeGrom, what about uh, brings back Kluber? I think we have a question about that later. Yeah, it, it just it changes everything. If the Yankees are really ready to do that, then, you know, then it is, yes, sign Manny Machado, and you, you're you really... I think the video game thing you mentioned earlier is great, Jim, because in a lot of people's heads, they go, yeah, you know, we'll, we'll trade Andujar, flip him for Kluber, and then we'll sign Machado, and it's like, is there a chance that happens? Yes, but with all the other moves that have to happen this offseason... I mean, now you're changing a lot on a team that was really good. I keep seeing everyone's like offseason plans, and it's like six moves, and they're all perfect, and they're right. all and it's like, what are you? Th- I mean, is this your wish list? Is this your dream, or is this your prediction? Because if well, this is your that- prediction, your like reality is crazy. Right, and that's and hey, and know what the crazy part is? Some of them could still be right because what if the Yankees are pissed off the Sox one and they go nut job and they sign everyone? We'll see. I really don't think it's likely because I I think we've seen the free agency game change over the years. Um, I I mentioned it in our free agent show. I've personally saved one of our starting pitcher spots open because I think there will be a trade coming. Because in my head, I just. Everyone says, okay, let's sign Corbin, Happ, and CeCe. And it's like, okay, so we're just going to sign three of the you know, top eight starting pitchers on the market, which, yes, there's a chance that happens, but there's also a chance it doesn't happen. So, um, That's talking yeah. chances. That's talking Speaking chance Speaking of Adams. chance Adams, <laughs> shop him around because I, I don't have – Yeah, high, he, he high doesn't high. have a role on this team. I, I would be kind, almost surprised if he's back next year. Triple-A pitcher. I, that's his I role. mean, think about the guys that have jumped him in the past year. Herman, um, Loizaga. Yeah, Johnny Lasagna. Johnny Laz. All right, want to go to voicemails now? Um, I'm think I think so. I I guess I'm looking around to see if there's any. The only name we didn't mention who I originally had in my wild card category was Luke Voigt, who I don't know if if there is a trade that came along. Everyone's got all these Paul Goldschmidt tra- trades. I guess you could throw in Luke Voigt, but that's another one. Like, what if this dude is a stud and and then you trade it away? You could you could really have your ass in the jackpot, Jim. Yeah. Uh, also, Florial. She- I think Florial Sheffield and Uhar are going to be the top asks, and yeah. all of them. I'm I'm okay with parting for a huge return. 
Like it's I, uh, like a huge return. It's not in easy, my, and it's never easy, but a huge in return. My, in my head, I'm not moving Sheffield or Florial. Um, oh, I'd, I, I'd I, th- move, I think they're too invested in both. I'd move Sheffield for, like, Kluber. Yeah, I mean, I see it, but I, again, I have this romantic CC to Sheffield dream world going in my head, so I, ju- yeah. I just can't picture it. Yeah, it ruins, and like, it ruins your brain and, movie. And again, think think about where baseball's at. If Justice Sheffield is 90% of what we think he can be as a potential one, two s- starter, even if he's a three starter. Yeah, I don't think to he's have a potential a, one or two. To have a three starter on what you pay young guys in baseball, that's kind of where it's at nowadays. So I, I just think they're too far in to, to sell on him at this point. And I just think a Hicks to Florial succession plan in center field, I think that's money. Yeah. All right. Let's go to voicemails. Let me know Let me know if you can hear him. Here we go. Number one. This is Matt from North Carolina. I uh, love you guys' content. Had a trade proposal. So assuming that we can sign Machado, Harper, and Corbin, could do all three and still stay below the luxury tax, but to get Bumgarner and Will Smith from the Giants to round out the rotation and get us a lefty reliever. Send Andahar, Sonny Gray, Tyler Wade, and either Malizaga or Jermon to San Francisco. They won't say no to that. I know they love Bumgarner, but they won't say no to three or four future pieces. All right, thanks, and have a good day. All right, so Matt from North Carolina. Thanks for calling in, Matt. Uh, he's got to sign in Machado, Harper, and Corbin right away, which I think is a little dream world situation. Smart. They could do it and get under the tax, but uh, I don't. I, I mean, there's a lot of other teams that are trying to sign those guys as well. Uh, but then he's got a Bumgarner trade, which uh, the next call is a Bumgarner trade as well with Will Smith, a lefty reliever, with probably an unfortunate name growing up. Probably got probably just. Uh- I think that's cool. Ran into so much annoyance. Anyway, uh, so Bob Garner's got one year left, right? I believe so. So when you think about trades, you always have to think about contracting years. Got one year left. I'm sure it's decent money. But what what, what would you give up for one year of Bumgarner plus Will Smith? He's got Andujar, Sonny Gray, Tyler Wade, and uh, Lasagna slash Herman, German Lasagna. Yeah, I'll, I'll circle around. Will Smith, lefty reliever. He had a good year last year. He's 28 years old, uh, 2.55 ERA, um, 71 strikeouts in 53 innings. Pretty, pretty good season out of Will Smith. Getting, getting jiggy with it, Jim. I'm sorry, um, Jim. I don't see Baumgartner moving. I know I don't want to step on everyone's throats when these are our first two calls. He he has one year at twelve million left, and then he'll be a free agent. It's crazy. He's he's going to be twenty nine next year, um, and he's been doing it for a long time. The Giants are are one of the biggest players for Bryce Harper. That's been there's been like three articles written this weekend that the Giants have been waiting for Bryce Harper to have a Barry Bonds effect in the Bay Area. So I just laugh, and I laughed last year when people were talking Mad Bum. Like, the Giants are a well-run organization, and they always feel at the start of the year that they're going to have a chance to be in it. So I just really don't see them punning on Mad Bum. Last year, the Giants were the only team that signed veterans when everyone else was not signing. They signed Kutch. They signed Longoria. It didn't work out, so they traded them. We got Kutch, obviously. But, yeah, I, I think the Giants' plan on trying to win next year 
which I think is silly. Um, and then if they don't, they'll trade Bum at the deadline. And I, I said this all last season when everyone kept saying Bum is going to get traded. I was like, the Giants aren't trading him. They love their guys. What the Giant? I lived in the Bay Area. They love franchising their guys. It's it's like their gift to the fans. Like we don't give up on our guys. They're the opposite of the A's. It's like their model. Like if we grow a guy and we love him, we're gonna keep him around because on the other side of the Bay, Oakland trades everyone. So they've kind of said like this is our thing. If Bumgarner does get moved, I mean the Yankees should try to do it. I don't know what would you what would you give up? Would you give up? I wouldn't give up Andujar for a year of Bumgarner. Well, um, I might. I mean that again. That just sends the wheels in in motion so crazy. Like, yes, we picked up Madison Bumgarner and he's a stud, but then we currently don't have a left side of the infield. So now you're hoping you get Manny Machado. Well, if they, if they and trade Andujar, if Andujar is getting moved. Uh, just from for just for the future, uh, in my brain, I'm only moving Andujar if Machado's locked up. Like I'm not even offering Andujar until Machado signs that paper. Right, um, and I think that's a big part of it. And I, I think too many people have Machado penciled in. Like that's not a thing. There's other teams that want him. The Phillies want him really bad. There's teams with money. Um, you always see these dark horse teams come out that they they can make a guy their franchise guy. Um, the old John Heyman mystery team. Look out for that tweet. Oh, yeah. There will be a lot of mystery teams this year. John um, Heyman's favorite thing when Boris tells him to you know, tweet out a mystery team. You you pay a decent sum. It's Madison Bumgarner, but you're you're totally right, man. If if you're the Giants, A, you think you can win next year. B, they think they're signing Bryce Harper. C, they could probably, and I, I know in theory that they won it, but they could probably get more for Madison Bumgarner at the trade deadline than they could for a one-season rental because at the deadline, teams are going to be more desperate. Um, so, yeah, I, I just don't see a world where where they do. If they do, I mean, you're paying a ransom. You're probably trading two of Andujar, Sheffield, and Florial For one year? I don't think for one year. Yeah, he's Madison Bumgarner. He's, all, he's Hall of Fame. I don't think for uh, one year you're giving up. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't the, think you'd. I don't think you'd want to. I'm saying that's that's a price. I would not give up Andujar for one year of Bumgarner. Yeah. Even if we do sign Machado, I wouldn't. Just yeah. think you. Can, yeah. All right. Uh, well, well, that was our Bumgarner, but uh, Pat from New Jersey, what do you got? Hey boys, talking Yanks here. This is Pat, Jersey. Uh, just curious, what you guys would give up to get Bumgarner? What kind of trade? What kind of deal? Whether it's Frazier, someone else. Uh, what do you think it would take? Uh, if you'd want to do it, I mean, I would. Um, I think something in a trade uh, would be necessary to get the pitcher for over the, get us over the top. But uh, anyway, uh, let me know. All right, thanks. All right, so I forgot that he didn't actually put like a trade out there for us. But what would we do for Bumgarner? I wouldn't do Andujar. I wouldn't. <laughs> I mean, I I don't think I'd do it. To, I mean, for one year, it's one year when there's options. It'd be a it sounds weird to say Bumgarner be a fallback, but now that like, Kluber's available and some other pitchers are available with years on them, I just it would suck to give up. And you're gonna have to give up. I I will admit this, a top guy. You're gonna have to give up Andujar, Florial, Sheffield. I would think for Bumgarner, plus plus I'm, others, plus others. I'm just talking about the headliner. I'm I'm just saying, people 
people need to put themselves in the other team's shoes. Think if this was Talking Giants, and we're talking about trading Madison Bumgarner, we'd be saying he's only making $12 million less next year. He's one of the best postseason pitchers in Major League history. He's going to be a Hall of Famer, and we're going to trade him for Justice Sheffield, a guy that's got a, only 2.2 innings in the big leagues with a 10 ERA. Like, screw that. I want Anduar. They better throw in Glaber Torres. Like, I don't know. I, I know that's getting dramatic at the end there, but people need to put themselves in the other team's shoes. Like, you you don't just get Madison Bumgarner for Clint Frazier after a year that got shut down due to concussions, you know? Yeah, it'd be a big trade, and I don't I don't know how much I'd, I'm willing to, to do it. Yeah. All right, next. Uh, next on the table. Hey, boys. Some talking Yanks question. What would you do if you were Cashman about Didi Gregorius? Um, I think maybe, I mean, I'm a big Didi fan, but maybe extend him. Uh, good faith that he'll recover, but gives him security. Um, extend him at a lower rate that you probably would have to if he had a good comeback and, and, uh, you know, in the future. And, uh, just, just to let you know, Chisholm Hall played 29 games this year, so that three-time average is not exactly the best. And he played maybe half like last year. I don't think he's ever played a full season, so i definitely not do that. Anyway, uh, let me know. If you're cash, what would you do about Didi and uh, his injury and going forward for next year? Yeah, so that's a little bit about last episode when I was looking at Chisholm Hall's number, and I just didn't look at how many games he's played. So yeah. that's on me. Tough. I'll wear that one. He only played 29 games. I'm looking at his batting average. What an idiot I am. Anyway, thanks for correcting me. And also, this isn't a trade, but Didi, he's like, what do you do about Didi? Do you extend him? You can't. I mean, it's tough business, but you can't. You just don't know how he's going to respond to the injury. Uh, you don't know what the market's like. You don't know what the, how the teams are going to shake up. I just don't think you can extend him with the injury. Maybe if the, halfway through next season, he didn't have an injury, and he's lights out first half then you extend them the Yankees never extend players so I I just I especially with the injury it's tough business but I don't think you can extend them what do you think no you can't extend them right now um I so we talked DD trade wise it would have to be something pretty crazy because now you're also asking a team to take basically rental DD for half a season not knowing how he comes back from injury um, so, yeah, I'm actually going to wipe off DD trade talk. Um, but I will say this. There are some quirky things that could happen. The Yankees could not offer him an arbitration, which would make DD a free agent, um, which would save the Yankees probably $12, 13000000 million that DD's going to get in arbitration. That would kind of be bad business and would look bad against the Yankees too, especially with what this guy's done. And he's a huge part of the clubhouse. I think... Again, glass half full, glass half empty. Didi's going to be out for a little bit. Um, you know, there's all these Machado rumors. If the Yankees, I mean, it starts making a lot of sense. You can have Andujar play third, Machado play short. If Didi's ready, uh, you know, June 1st, you know, hopefully by then we know if Andujar can play third. And then is Didi expendable? Do you do some funky stuff? Do you move Andujar to first? Um you know, it, it opens up a whole new can of worms while letting the Yankees to have a lot of talent, find out if Andujar can play defense, and have Manny Machado on the team. Um, it's it's going to be really interesting. We'll, we'll see. Um, and, hey, Didi's going to be a free agent next year for sure. Um, 
So if you sign a Manny Machado to a big contract and you have Glaber and you'll see with Andujar, I if you sign Machado, I think Didi might be out of town one way or another. So people, I I don't think they're thinking about that. Um, I I think that's my Merrickson Julius Gregorius story. Merrickson. 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 Next. John Boy, here's the trade. Sanchez for Bueller. And then uh, Sonny Gray um, and uh, Clint Frazier and whoever else for Real Mudo. All right. I I appreciate the call. Well, you didn't give us your name. It's probably for the best because this is some dumb shit. I apologize. I mean, come on. Come on, Jake. Ooh. Come on. Gary for Walker Bueller. Walker Bueller is under team control for like the next four years. This is rookie season. And then arbitration for the next three. He's got like seven years of control. Why would anyone trade him? You'd need a king's ransom. A king's ransom. To get Walker Bueller right now, what would you need? You'd need uh, Andujar. No. That's at Walker Bueller's probably the most untouchable player in the game of baseball right now. <laughs> so well, you would need Andujar, Florial, Medina, <laughs> Sheffield, Gary, <laughs> like more. Like it's it just does you just don't trade Walker Bueller. And then and then on the flip side, he says you trade Sonny and <laughs> and Clint. Clint who didn't play because he got concussions and people are scared of his future. Sonny Gray just had the worst year of his career for yeah. JT Realmuto. All star catcher, yeah. Uh, well, yeah, let's no, just skip no, past it. Do you have any? I mean, no, none of that's going to happen. Uh, I'll, I don't know how much. How much more Gary stuff do we have? I think there's more, but I mean, right. we can say it right now and just say like, Gary' career is better than JT Real Muto's career. His defensive metrics and his offensive metrics, and yeah. that's including the pass balls. Because if you take into account throwing out runners, framing, and all the other stuff that goes into defensive analytics, which we did on Twitter with all our Twitter friends to prove to Joe Frazzaro that he's wrong. Uh, we did it, and he blocked us. Gary's offensive numbers, it, with with the dreadful 2018, which was dreadful yep. offensively, with those offensive numbers, he averages out to have better seasons every season than JT Romulo. He's played half as many games as Real Muto and has m- m- double the home runs. Maybe uh, not double, more, but more home runs, more home, more runs home runs, a, 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 a good amount more home runs. Yeah. Um, so do you have anything to say? Like just short and sweet. It, if Gary Sanchez gets moved, it would have to be for a, an a v- extremely high caliber pitcher. I don't see it happening. Gary Sanchez is still on like a Hall of Fame pace for a catcher. Um, yeah, that's all I have to say about that. That's all I have to say about that. Well, also, Gary has four years of of contract on him, and Real Muto has two. So if you're in the situation where you're like, I'm a guy who likes lesser talent for less years, then go ahead. Make that trade. Right. I like more years with more talent. So, Bingo. Sh- that's just me, though. Hot takes. I may be crazy. Next. Hey, guys. Uh, quick question for Talking Yanks uh, regarding the Sunny Gray trade. What would you guys think of a trade to Cincinnati for somebody like Scooter Jeanette, who's having coming off a big year, 
Um, Sonny's pitching coach from Vanderbilt is now the pitching coach there at the Reds. Um, so let me know what you guys think. Think. Thanks. Uh, have a great day. All right. I like this call, Jake, because it, it, I don't know. Like right away, I was like, oh, interesting. I have to look this up because I know the name Scooter Judette because he had like four home runs and they were a cycle, whatever the hell it was. And then Sonny Gray's old pitching coach. I don't know the relationship he had with his college pitching coach. I hope it was good. And you may be, may be able to play off that smaller market team. W- what do you know about Scooter Jeanette? I, I looked at his contract. He's got uh, 2019 arbitration eligible, which is probably going to be more than $6 million, but that's, it's not, it's not going to be anything crazy. Um, and in 2018, Scooter Jeanette had a 310 batting average, 357 on base percentage, 847 OPS. Those are all really good numbers. 23 home runs. Um, so what do you got? What is did this isn't something I thought of? Is this something that was on your mind at all? Is Scooter being moved? Give me all your thoughts. Scooter Jeanette's an interesting player. He he really broke out the last two years. I, and I it's kind of a cool story. I think he had a lot of potential, and then he played a decent amount of games, and they were like, oh, I guess you don't have it. But he's had two really good years. Um, yeah, primarily uh, – he's he's moved around a little bit, but primarily second base. I, that's that's kind of where he makes his bread. But he's played a little corner outfield, a little third base. Um I, I think we're overestimating Sonny's value there. I like the connection. I like the Vanderbilt pitching coach. I like that Sonny still had good numbers on the road. Sonny Gray only has one year in his contract. Jeanette has two. Um, and if you're Cincinnati, you know, your outlook doesn't look good next year. So if you're going to trade away Scooter Jeanette for Sonny Gray, even if he's good, that doesn't really make you a player in the NL Central. So why are you doing that? I think if they move Scooter Jeanette, it's for prospects. Um, so it would, and I think Scooter Jeanette's value is decently higher than Sonny right now. I think it would be an an interesting package. You could do something like Sonny Gray and, you know, maybe Clint Frazier if since he bought in. Um, I thought Cincinnati had a good start to the year last year, and their rebuild is kind of coming to fruition. Is that a wrong thought? No. I mean, man, look at the Brewers. Look at the Cubs. Look at the Cardinals. Um, Cincinnati's terrible. Um, oh. Yeah. Th- maybe I'm thinking of another team. I thought, I thought like, with Votto, Hamilton, like, they were – and then some young guys, they were st- starting to come together. Hamilton? That's, that's like, a decade ago. <laughs> um, since he's bad. Um, they're not in the middle of a rebuild oh they're like heavy in rebuild they're at like the start of a rebuild oh okay they're at the start of it they're okay. so bad they so they're paralyzed by Votto's contract and homer bailey's contract they paid homer bailey after that one good year he had and he's been the worst like d- please google <laughs> you're gonna want to see his stats while i'm talking um and i actually had some good twitter conversations and fights on this Joey Votto is still solid. He's a good baseball player. He gets on base. I think he only had 12 homers last year for a first baseman. His OBP is like 410. It's through the roof. Um, but he's getting paid $25 million for the next five years, and he's just an on-base percentage first baseman. So that's a bad contract. People fought me on that because he's been good. It's like, I don't care he's been good. It's what's upcoming. Um, and then they paid Homer Bailey, and he's been so bad. So they're crippled financially, and they play the mid-market card with that, 
when Bailey comes off the books next year, they'll be in a little better place, but they are in full rebuild. Okay, I figured it out, my brain, because I was like, what am I thinking of? The Yankees played them in 2017 in July, and at that point they were like, around 500 last year they were they started like decent they were like 500 through the first two months so that's where my brain is telling me this from and then they plummeted the rest of the four months and then in 2018 i just looked at their their season and at the at the end of uh april they were they were they won seven games in april yeah so, so that's tough um yeah sorry, yeah, I, sorry I guess about my brain everyone only only closing piece on scooter Jeanette would be a They'd be trading for him to be their second baseman, which means they'd probably be slating Glaber over to short, um, which now your infield is Jeanette, Glaber, and Andujar, which is scary, and I don't think that's quality enough uh, for the Yankees pitching or what this team wants to be. Or they'd be trading for Scooter Jeanette to be almost a starting Neil Walker type where he would play left field and then he could sub in at third base and second base and do some of that. Um, it's it's interesting. Um, and I the Yankees could pay the price if they wanted. I, I would say Sonny Gray and one of the main prospects kind of get you there, whether it's Herman or Clint Frazier. I don't think you're in Andujar or Florial or Sheffield territory. Uh, I like this call just because Scooter Jeanette's a really fun baseball name, yeah. And the the Vanderbilt pitching coach yeah, connection. That's that's a good. There's there's some connect the dots there, especially when Sonny Gray again, who had been really good, and he had a three one seven ERA on the road last year. Um, it's a chance for them to bring someone in, and worst case, they flip Sonny Gray at the deadline for prospects if they fix him. So I like it. All right, next call. Once I figure out what button to hit. Seven. I was wondering, what would you guys think if they signed um, Machado and Pollock instead of Harper and somebody else put Pollock in last? Machado at short. All right, so sign Machado. This isn't a trade. Is Pollock a free agent? AJ Pollock from the Diamondbacks. Yeah, Connecticut boy. Uh, well, give us like two sentences on Pollock. I have no idea. Uh, really good, injury prone. It doesn't fit with the Yankees, though. He he won a gold glove in center field, and I think he still rates really well defensively there. Uh, also a righty bat, so now we're forcing A.J. Pollock to play left field and get another righty bat and What's pay his him skill? good money. Uh, dude, he's like all around. He's he's borderline like five tools. When he's right, he's awesome. Yeah, because you, um, you can't look at his numbers and say, is he an on-base percentage guy? Is he an average guy or is he an OBP he, guy? Man, he, he's, like, he's in the all-star conversation every year um yeah his obp is not there but yeah average home runs doubles uh speed he he can kind of do it all if you look 2015 he finished 14th in the mvp voting all-star gold glove um and then if you see the three years after that uh 12 games in 2016 uh end of season injury and then he played 112 and 113, which were also injury prone. So he's he's going to be 31. A team's probably going to take a chance on him for three years and pay him decently. Uh, but to be their center fielder, and I don't think the Yankees can offer that. Um, and it's it's just not a fit at the time. But again, Connecticut boy, some 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 of our buddies from uh, Central knew him and played with him and stuff. Cool. Next. Hey guys. Just listen to the newest uh, Talking Yanks episode. Loved it. Love what you guys are doing. In regards to trade, 
I'd love to see the Yankees go out and get someone who could really kind of bring out the best in the top of our lineup in terms of, you know, getting a legitimate base-running threat, someone with a high on base that could, you know, get on and literally keep the pitcher on his toes, help the batters behind him see fastballs, and then, you, you know, get him scored a position at the end of the day. So let me know who you think the Yankees can go and acquire to help really, you know, let these bats fly. Thanks, guys. Keep doing what you're doing. All right, so he's looking for a high on base percentage guy that is fast on the bases and can steal a bunch of bases, which I don't even know if we want, but we sure is there. Is there do you know? Is there a guy out there you're thinking of? So we're looking to trade for a guy that's quick on the bases. Um, I don't know, man. I mean, we're. I, I guess again, this comes back to middle infield options. You're not going to find a lot of third basemen that that fits their skill set. Um, I mean, the only guy that I that you could do is like trade for Whit Merrifield. Yeah, who's who's going to be available, and he he can play some second base in left field, so it's interesting. Um, I think Wit's only really put it together for about a year and a half, um, and again, I just think it's one of those like there could be a team that looks at Whit Merrifield and be like, wow, he can solve a lot of problems on our team. The Yankees, he'd he'd be like a bonus point, and that's that that's not supposed to be a shot at other teams or Whit Merrifield, but uh, yeah, I I just I don't see that happening. Um, looking at the free agent pool, uh, <laughs> Ian Kinsler can kind of do some stuff. He he just did it for the Sox, and he just won the Gold Glove tonight. Um, how about yeah. how about Jacoby Ellsbury? Trade for that guy. Yeah, go go get go get Smellsbury. Um, Dude, Whit, Whit Merrifield has uh, he's got good good stats all three years, but two and a half. Two thousand sixteen only played eighty one games, but uh, two eighty three batting average, two eighty eight, three oh four in his three years. Then uh, on base percentage, three twenty three, three twenty four, three sixty seven last year. But uh, I don't know what's going on with him. But he's, yeah, and I mean his 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 OBP took the jump this year, so it's interesting to see if that's going to be the regular or the norm. He can play play all over the field. Um, he is a good contact guy. He's kind of the pesky guy that we saw have the pesky kind of player that had a ton of success uh, this season. I just think again he'd have more value uh, to another team than he really would have for the Yankees. But I mean he's a good baseball player, sure. Um, right. And then. Uh, I I was looking at the free agents. There's there's another guy that I just I I want to mention because he he always pops into the back of my head and it's been uh, Jed Lowry. Um, he's he's he had a really good OBP, good BC season, pesky player. Uh, but again, that would almost have the Yankees committing to shortstop Glaber, which I don't think they're gonna do. So and Jed Lowry wears both ear flops like a loser, so can't have him. Bing. What's up, guys? Uh, just calling for talking Yanks. Um, obviously a lot of chatter now about the Cleveland pitchers, Mad Bum, all those guys. People are having their fun with trade talks. On Twitter, Jake mentioned that he wouldn't want to trade Andujar for anyone other than DeGrom. But I feel like if they say, look, we really like Andujar and we'll, we'll give you Kluber, I think you ought to make that deal. Curious to see what you guys are willing to give up. Uh, love the show. Jake sucks. Go magic. Orlando's the best. <laughs> Could have been anyone. <laughs> so Magic Sam is uh, saying that you previously said you would only give up Andujar for Degrom. Now that they're saying Kluber may be available, would you give up Andujar for Kluber? 
Do you want me to give my answer before you? Sure. Yep. Sure would. Yeah. It's not one year like Bumgarner. It's three years at a like really cheap price for the talent. Really, really cheap price for the talent. Three years of it. I'd give up Andy Hart for this guy, and I don't say that that lightly because I know some people that would upset. Andy Hart uh, doesn't really have a position. If we can sign Machado and then do that trade, I mean, that's like an easy no-brainer. I think it's a little bit of a fantasy world because that's two fantastic things happening for the Yankees to get Machado and Kluber onto your team. As like, yeah. Honestly, like, are we forming an all-star team? Then, yes, then that's probably unlikely. But, dude, I mean... Kluber's stats in the regular season. I know that he had the last two. Yeah. I know his last two postseasons were tough. One of them was against us. Uh, his postseason 2015 was, or well, in 2016 or whatever it was, was amazing when he went to the club when they went to the World Series. Um, he's a horse. He's pitched like 200 innings the last three seasons with an injury because he just goes deep all the time. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'd I'd easily move Andujar for Kluber, and I wouldn't easily move Andujar for like anyone else yeah I mean it, it's a winning move and again if the Yankees are in on Machado now you've basically you've brought in your third baseman you've upgraded there and you've upgraded your pitching staff I know you said it sounds fantasy land but I it could happen I in my head I just don't see Cleveland doing it I, they would really have to get a king's ransom and I guess Andujar as a main piece um is definitely something I I see them because they've been doing – every quote they've come out with is almost this quick rebuild, um, kind of the new sexy term almost in every sport. Reload, excuse me. Um, I think they keep Kluber because he's just Kluber. And I, if they still want to win, you keep the ace that you have signed for decently a decent price the next three years. Um, I think the one that really interests me, and this is the big one that I've been pushing lately – Carlos Carrasco, um, I, I don't know how familiar you are with him, Jim. Uh, very talented, big strikeouts. Um, he's, on a, he's on a pretty good team contract, too. Uh, he, he's not the name of Kluber. He's, he's never really put it together. Well, I shouldn't say he's never put it together for a full season. He had uh, The past two years, he's, he's had really solid seasons, three ERAs, 200 innings. Um, he, he had some injuries before that. Um, I think if I'm the Indians, I move this guy because he's not your Kluber. He's on the books for two years at a good price, $10 million, uh, which when he's right, he's worth a lot more than that. Um, I just think if, if I'm them, I move Carrasco, and I go to the Yankees and I say, all right, you're going to give me I, – I think they start for Andujar, and maybe the Yanks would do it. I, I, let me start there with you, Jim. If they go, we'll do Carrasco for Andujar straight up. Would you punch that trade? What's Carrasco's contract? I, I didn't look this up beforehand. So it's it's two years, ten million. Ten million each year. Yep. Um. Thirty, thirty-two, and thirty-three-year-old season. So that doesn't deter me. Some people act like that's for, like way too old for baseball anymore, and not me. Uh, his last pff, shit, his last five years: two five five ERA, two three six three, three three two, three two nine, three three eight. Uh, fourth, fourth in the Cy Young voting uh, a year ago. 
Finished seventeen and ten this year, three three eight ERA. I'd understand. I'd understand it. I wouldn't. I'd I'd come to grips with that trade. Yeah, that's kind of the funny part, right? Like it, it doesn't it makes feel sense. good. Like it's not like a. With Kluber, I'm like, yeah, go do it. With right. this, I'm like, oh fuck. Okay. It's one of those things. It, it's almost again comes back to covering your butt a little bit, where. You know, you could trade for Kluber and you say, wow, we got a guy that's one Cy Youngs. He's he's Corey Kluber. Um, if Carlos Carrasco comes over and he's kind of meh and Andujar continues on the pace he was at, you could end up looking pretty bad. Um, I just think with Carlos Carrasco, I think you go, hey, here's Sonny Gray. I realize he's damaged goods at this point, but he had a 3 AR on the road. You're getting him at pennies on the dollar, and he has a chance to be good for you next year. Cleveland goes, okay, but you, I mean, you got to give me something. You go, Clint Frazier. I know he's pennies on the dollar as well right now, but he's a guy that was in your organization. He still has that 30, 35 home run potential, and you guys had some holes in your corner outfield. So we could be giving you Sonny Gray, who, you know, could be whatever. You get Clint Frazier, who, if he has it figured out, he has it figured out. And then we're going to give you uh, Herman and Holder. Your bullpen's been pretty crappy for years. Here's Jonathan Holder. You know, this guy's young. He could be a potential closer. He could be your setup guy right now. So we could be giving you a starter and a half for next season. We could be giving you an out, a starting outfielder, middle of the lineup guy. We could be giving you a bullpen guy. And then maybe you put in some touchy pieces after that. But if I'm Cleveland, that's reloading. You're bringing in guys that could help next year and build down the line. Yeah, I said just give them the whole package we got for Miller back. Fire Eisen and Heller in the bullpen, Clint Frazier, and then Sheffield. Give us Kluber. Done. And then we'll sign Miller. We got it. We, we, it's the, it's the gla- just reverse trade. It's a labor trade all over again. It's beautiful. All right, we got we to gotta, we gotta breeze through these next couple because we're, sure. we're running out of time. Uh, that was my big one. That's that's what I'm locked into, Jim. I, I, I really think... A Carrasco, or I don't know if Zach Grinke's mentioned, but someone, someone of that Grinke? ilk. Oh yeah, man, that's Sunny Gray two point Dude, look at Zach Grinke's stats. He's done it for a lot longer. He than said Sonny. he couldn't play in a big market. He was on the Dodgers. He was really good. That's not that much pressure compared to other places. Like he, he, he said he didn't want to go to a big team because he's got the anxiety and all that stuff. Yeah, I. I mean, look at the stats, man. I'm, I'm not. Just, I'm not saying, saying anything about his skill. I'm saying that seems like a bright light, sunny, gray 2.0 disaster in the in, in the making. Okay. Hey guys, this is uh, Sam from Jacksonville, Florida, where it's 65 degrees and we are freezing our asses off. Um, anyway, I'm calling for Chopping Yang, and I know y'all are going to get a lot of voicemails about Bumgarner and Kluber and Carrasco and trades for them. And I definitely think we should try to acquire someone on that level, even if it means trading Sheffield or Floriel or even dealing Anderhal. Like, I'm tired of rookies. We've got our core. I'm ready for a bona fide stud in this rotation. Houston dealt prospects for Verlander, and Boston did the same for sale. And look what happened with them. They, they won a World Series, and they look like they're going to be great for years to come, and we should do the same. Anyway, if a big-time trade like that doesn't quite pan out, I think a good tertiary option would be to deal Sonny Gray, Tyler Wade, Chance Adams, and maybe another high-end prospect to the Twins for starter Jose Barrios and reliever Trevor May. Barrios, we all know, could be a great middle-of-the-rotation guy, but Trevor May is someone I rarely ever hear anyone talk about. 
In 2018, he went 4-1 and one with a 3.2 ERA. He's super cheap, and I could see him being a solid long man towards the back end of the pen. A uh, trade like that may take more from our end. I'm not an expert, but it's definitely something to think about if a blockbuster deal does a good time. Anyway, I uh, love y'all's show, and thanks so much. See you later. All right. Thanks, Sam, from Jacksonville? Yeah. 65 who, degrees? Who, who was he offering from the Yanks? I don't think he said. He said, I don't know what it would take. I'm okay. not an I, th- I thought I heard him say Sonny Gray and someone at the start, but. No, he said, I, I don't know. He said he, he knows that all these trades are probably being asked about. But his main guys that he's saying is uh, Jose Barrios from the Twins, who, are they tanking? Because if they're tanking, then the Indians can tank and win the Central. <laughs> yeah, the, the, I think the Indians could trade away Kluber for nothing and basically win the Central. Um, and that's probably where they get some of their reload positioning. But Barrios has uh, one more year year of team control. If those words don't mean anything to you, that means less than like it means he's getting paid like half a million dollars, like six hundred grand when he's under team control. Right. I mean, team con- he, he's going to be under arbitration, which is team control too. It's just you get paid more. You get up to the millions at that point. Like right, he's getting five hundred grand, which to me would be my whole life, and to him is the least amount he'll be paid as a professional in anything. Sure. But anyway, uh, Berrios has, uh, yeah, he's good. 3.84 ERA before that, 3.89 before that. Last two years, he's been good. He was an all-star last year. Are the Twins trading pieces? I think they, they're at a point where they're rethinking things. If you remember, they kind of went ahead of schedule last year, and then they kind of went in. And they signed guys like Lance Lynn, um, and then they ended up being sellers. It's it's an intriguing part because I think they have young guys they like. Um, I think like Max Kepler, Barrios to a degree. Like I think they thought he was going to be ace ace level, and I think he's a step step or two below that. I could see a trade. I mean, you're you're going to have to pay a serious price. Um, and I, I don't even know if they'd be interested in Sonny Gray, but he's a throwing piece at that point. I mean, for Jose Barrios, a 25-year-old guy that's looking like he's going to give you an ERA in the threes and, and be a pretty solid starter, you're, you know, it's it's probably you're going to have to need one of the big guys. I'd say not Andujar. They'll ask. Um, but they're well, going to... Would you do you're Sheffield gonna, for Barrios? You're going to need Sheffield or... Or Florial. Um, I again, like I said, I don't think I want to do Sheffield because they've gone this Sheffield far. For but but if they do it again, it 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 makes sense. Wait, do you th- you th- you think Sheffield's going to be an ace? I think he's going to be good. I think I think he's going to be two starter quality. I think there's a chance. I mean, the way they talked about this guy, um, and dude, he he was a big prospect. I mean, what what are we talking here? I. Uh, yeah, but I mean, direct. if if you're new to the show, I just I don't put, I I gotta see it before I believe I, it. With, I mean, with every you, single prospect, everyone got on me for Andrew Hark is the first time they heard that opinion come out of my mouth. But every single prospect, you got, I can't he, he lock came, a guy up as an ace as a prospect. He, he came into last year as the number forty-one, uh, baseball prospect. Yeah, it doesn't um, mean he's gonna be an ace. There's three aces in all of baseball right now. What five? To pencil a guy in as a future ace is kind of crazy. No, I, and I, I think I shied away from ace. I think I said there's a chance he could be a one if you're a top 40 prospect. Um, I, I think he, he's looking like a two or a three most likely. Um, and, I mean, Jimmy, 
88, 88 innings in AAA. He had a 2.86 ERA, being four years younger than the competition. Uh, AA, he had a 2.89 in 28 innings. This this guy's got a really good minor league body of work, and like I told you and I've, I've tried to sweet-talk you into, there is a little bit of a romantic side. I think the CC connection. I like that. You've talked um, me into that. I'm in the mall. Yeah, I, I, I just think they've – and I think we've talked about this with Cashman a little bit. If you're going to ride this guy out through the whole system, I I think it's time. I I, I really do. So um, for something like Barrios, it could make sense. But, you know, th- this guy is a good April, May away from being more valuable than Barrios. So why? Who helps you, who helps you win more the next three years, Barrios or Sheffield? Hmm. Um, that's what we're trying to do. Th- three years, you par- probably lean Barrios. I think five years, you'd lean Sheffield. I'm trying to win in the next one, two, or three. But uh, Jimmy, this—I guess this is this is my favorite part of what I said about my argument. If Justice Sheffield has has a good April and May, isn't he more valuable than Barrios? Yeah. So I well, not just, more, but but he's up. He's leveling out. Yeah, and he's going to be part of a package you'd have to get. So it's but he has to I, prove it first. That's and that's the biggest question mark on every single prospect ever. Right, but he could also, if he goes four and zero in April with, uh, you know, more strikeouts than innings pitch, he's more valuable than Barrios, like to a to a big degree. So it just doesn't make that much sense for me. I think I might do that, but whatever. Uh, sure, I don't put. I'm the opposite of a prospect lover, which makes all the prospect lovers hate me. Right. Hey, this is Hudson. I'm calling uh, Talking Yanks. Uh, I got a couple trades. Uh, I want to send Sonny Gray to Texas for Jerickson Profar. Um, this second one kind of hurts because I love Anjahar's bat, but I don't think he could play third base at an average level in the next couple years. So sending him to San Francisco with Chase Adams for Bumgardner and Will Smith. May have to throw some more in there. Um, then signing Donaldson, Corbin, and Adovino. And then I think we're good to go. A lot of moves happening. Thank you. A lot of moves happening here from Hudson. Um, All right. Well, first, real easily, Chance Adams and and Andujar are not getting you Bumgarner. No. No, you need a lot more. Chance Adams doesn't, doesn't. He's 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 not even sprinkles on top of a cake. Yeah, he's kind of like a glass of milk. You're like, all right. Depending the meal, I don't even know. Um, all right, if li- Andujar's the cake, what's Chance Adams? The napkin? Yes, actually, <laughs> yes. Like you could, you could do without it if you need to, but it's nice to have him there. Okay, cool. Go me. I did a great cake analogy. Jerickson Profar, would this be selling low and selling low, him and uh, him and Sonny Gray? Well, Profar kind of finally had the season that they've been dreaming about. Um, he played in 146 games, 20 home runs, 10 steals. Um, when he came up, a big part of that was they thought he could do that from shortstop. I don't think he's... Uh, he's fully proven there. He did play 68 games there. That was the position he played the most at. Um, but I don't think they thought he could be special defensively there. I don't think he is. I think 
his value is now as a second baseman slash I think you could pop him in the outfield if you wanted. There's actually less innings there than I expected. But he did play third base too for 51 games. So if you have a guy that can play shortstop third, second, he even played some first, um, and he's a lefty bat, I think his swing fits well at the stadium, it'd be interesting. Um, Seems like a guy that the Rangers would want to sell. Because like, he, he's been a bust for so long, he finally had a good season. And if anyone comes calling, like, how about Pro for you'd be like, okay, so. It, yeah, it's either that or, you know, maybe they feel redeemed and they feel like next year he can come back, hit 270, and hit 30 homers. Um, so I don't really know. It depends where they stand on that. Sonny Gray doesn't get you jerks and Pro far. Um, it, there would have to be other other people involved. Sonny Gray and Jonathan Holder? kind of interesting yet at the same time if this is talking rangers i think they would laugh at that so are you trading anduhar if the replacement is donaldson because i don't think i am um it, it would have to be what anduhar brought back yeah if it's you kluber know? maybe if it's if it's one year Bumgarner, I'm not Because then it. you talk yourself into Donaldson. He can still do some special things with the bat and defensively when he's healthy, but he's getting older. He has injury issues. Um, so, yeah. All right. We got two more, I believe. Hey, John Boy and Jake. This is Tucker from Portland, Oregon, calling in to throw down a potential trade. I'm trying to think of something that maybe helps some of the needs that we have in that glaring one right now as in starting pitching is Someone to fill in for Didi uh, early on until he's out, but then can also to provide us some infield depth. Uh, a name that I kind of thought of would be maybe Zach Cozart um, from the Angels. He would add a little bit to our salary. I think maybe flipping a guy like Gray over there. Angels needed some pitching. That might make sense. I'm sure there'd be some other stuff that we'd have to throw in, uh, maybe both sides. But it seems like a possible fit where it would give us some depth at shortstop and also a guy who can slide over third, uh, play a little bit there when we need to give and a hard little break defensively. Uh, kind of a thought. I think we could do something there. Uh, let me know what you guys think, but love the show and keep doing what you're doing. Go Yanks. All right. Thank you, Tucker from Portland, Oregon. Tucker from Oregon. That's cool. What's up? Sure. All right. Uh, so Zach Cosart, he's third base, second base, shortstop for the Angels last year. I believe he's he's got – he's under contract till 2020, so you get him for the next two years – 12.6 mil both years. Last year, he hit ugh, 219 with a 296 on base percentage. He was hurt, only 58 games. Good job, Jimmy. Don't get don't get Lonnie Chisenhalt again. Good, good, good job. Congrats. Mm. Year before that, 122 games, 297 average, 385 on base percentage. Year before that, 252, 308. Uh, I don't think he's worth what the money is. Yeah, he uh, – it's it's not a direct fit. I, I could see I, – I mean, it could make sense. If, if there is no market for Sonny Gray, something like that for, for Cozart for half the year, and if, if he does have a special year like he did have in 2017, which a contract year, he had a 933 OPS, um, 24 bombs in 122 games – uh, he was an all-star. If you translate that to the stadium, it's a really good year. Um, I think he's been kind of injury-prone now, and I think the Yankees would be fine with that contract for a year, but I don't think they'd be it for two years. And, Jimmy, if you take away his contract year, <laughs> he has 
like zero good seasons, um, so pass, which is not ideal. So Pat, I have zero good seasons too, though, but yeah, I wouldn't true. trade for me either. Next. Yeah, hey, guys, Andrew from Mel's Kitchen. Uh, I got some trade proposals for you. Uh, first one, either Carlos Carrasco or James Paxton. Uh, we call both uh, Seattle and Cleveland for – uh, Justice Sheffield, uh, Clint Frazier, uh, one of our lower level, really good minor league pitchers that is not Luis Medina. So I'm thinking, uh, Albert Abreu and then some, uh, throwings. That's my, uh, like borderline ace number two starter trade proposal. All right. I'm going to stop it right there. Andrew from Hell's Kitchen, regular caller from last off season. If you've been listening, uh, spent a game with them a couple times. Uh, James Paxton, we talked about Carrasco already. James Paxton, see, help us win more in the next three years than Justice Sheffield. Oh, absolutely. I I think this goes back to more of my like, why would the Mariners really trade James Paxton? Um, I I think Andrew brought semi real realistic packages. I think Justice Sheffield, Clint Frazier, Albert Abreu. I think. I think you're getting pretty close to getting the quality of starting pitcher we're looking for. Um, Paxton, yeah, I mean, he's just earliest he's a free agent is 2021. The Mariners are one of these teams that they they like their young group. They think they're better than uh, the Angels. They think they're better than the Rangers. I don't think they think they're better than Houston, but I think they uh, they believe they're close. They think they have a current window and trading James Paxton doesn't make a ton of sense to me. But you would do it if they would do it. Yeah, yeah. I think if you're bringing back a picture pitcher of that quality, I'm I'm okay with moving Justice Sheffield. I guess Barrios is almost my tipping point. <laughs> All right, next or this is the rest of the hey call. guys, Andrew oh. from Mel's Kitchen. Maybe it's oh, right cool. here. Uh. Or if the uh, if we don't end up signing like Jay Happ or Charlie Morton or some free agent to be the number four starter, I'm thinking of uh, calling Arizona about uh, Robbie Ray and giving up uh, basically the same thing minus Sheffield. Uh, if they want us to, if they want if they want us to add Michael King to uh, Clint and Albert Abreu, so be it. I'm willing to do that. And my other one's a little bit of a shot in the dark. It is Miguel Andujar and uh, a couple of our higher-level prospects. If we have to give up Florio, uh, I'm willing to do it for uh, Cincinnati Reds' Eugenio Suarez, who uh, we'd have under control for uh, two more years, and I think he's a better player than Andy Hart, definitely defensively and uh, probably offensively too. I don't know. What do you guys think? All right. Thank you, Andrew. Love Moskin. that ending. Love that ending. <laughs> Love that ending. I don't know. What do you guys think? Love it. Uh, Eugenio <laughs> <laughs> a- Suarez, Jake. How <laughs> say do, that again? Uh, how do you say it? I think it's like Eugene, but Spanish, Eugenio. I think it's Eugenio, like no, the G is an H. Could be. I don't know. Could We're be. making fools of ourselves right now. Someone sure. someone who's not a fool with uh, Latin names, let us know. But I, 
genuine moment here. I'd never heard of this guy who is in the All-Star game last year. My bad. He's really good. He is better than Anduar offensively and defensively. I don't know why they trade him to us, but why not? He's got, he makes a lot of money. Robbie Ray is, is Twitter's favorite trade that I've seen. You like trading for Robbie Ray from the Diamondbacks? He's, uh, he's got two more years of arbitration, free agent after 2020, so two more seasons of uh, not that much money. What are you thinking? So, uh, let me start with our buddy, Eugenio. Um, yeah, I think he's good. I think Andujar still has a lot of, a lot more, a lot more potential than this guy. Is Suarez probably better right now? Yes. But he's really only done it, or he, he's done it for two seasons now, so I should give him a little more credit. Uh, Jimmy, he did lead third base in errors last year. Who, um, who did? Suarez. Yeah. I mean, errors aren't the most telling defensive metric. Yeah, and, I, his, and his defensive his war. Well. Yeah, his his defensive war came out uh, a little better than even. So I'm I'm sure he's better than uh, our our buddy Andujar defensively. I right just don't now. pay attention to the the National League at all. This dude hit 283 with a 366 on base percentage, 892 OPS, 34 home runs. 104 RBIs and I didn't know his name so I'm a I'm an idiot yeah and he 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 had he's had a couple really good years he 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 played a lot of shortstop a couple years ago so he it looks like he's kind of made that move which you if you're allowed to play shortstop at the major league level you probably can play third base pretty pretty dang well uh but dude he signed one of these like team friendly mid-market extensions he plays shortstop he played shortstop, like when he came into the league. He's not chubby? Uh, no. You don't like that? I mean, that's so he's weird. Got, he's got big cheeks. I see what you're saying. I haven't seen a picture of him. I'm just judging oh. strictly the name. Eugenio, whatever. Eugenio. Sure. Just made me picture a fat guy. Now I'm trying to figure out why my mind did that to me. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry about it. Um, <laughs> I was yeah, like shocked that he played shortstop. He's not fat. Right, in 2014, 2015, he played over 80 games at shortstop each year. So it, I, I think he's firmly moved out of that. Like, we're not going to plug him in there. Maybe it's um, time to start eating how he wants to but eat. Dude, so he's signed through 2025, Jimmy. Yeah. Um, they signed him to kind of one of these arbitration, hopefully we don't have to pay you full free agency money. Uh, so basically 10 mil a year after 2021. Um. I don't know. It it seems kind of risky. Again, if Andujar figures it out a little bit defensively, I think he's a better player than this guy. Dyed his um, hair gray? I don't know. I didn't see that. He dyed his hair a full head of gray hair. I hate this guy. <laughs> um, he dyed it? You sure he's not just gray like you? Yeah, no, because if he was gray like me, he wouldn't be mocking gray people by dyeing his hair gray as a joke. Anyways, so yeah, we'll we'll see. It's an interesting thought. Um, I he doesn't seem like the ideal fix in my head, but sure. Um, and then, uh, dude, the Robbie Ray. I'll actually let you start because I want to hear if what thoughts you have on this. Um, I mean, all I have heard is that we should trade for Robbie Ray. It would make a lot of sense. He's got two years of control for like cheap money, like five mil, six mil, whatever. He only – does he injured last year? I don't know. Like, 
that much about him. Uh, Cy Young votings in 2017. Last year, an under four ERA. He seems good. I mean, yeah. I, what, what's his value? I wouldn't trade Andujar for him. Uh, yeah, I don't that, think I, I would. I, I trade Sheffield for him. Like, okay. no. I think you would. I I think I think 2017 again. That's he was 25 years old, 15 and five, a 2.89 ERA. I'm such uh, an this, AL snob. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I am too with pitchers because again, I was about to brag about this guy's strikeout, but he almost gets two bonus strikeouts every game. Um, his year 26 season last year, he does get nicked up. Um, in 24 games, 123 innings, 165 strikeouts. Still, they're still there. The ERA jumped a little bit. I just think you ha- you have to pay full price for this guy. Like you're you're a step below Kluber. Um, I mean, you're close to James Paxton um, territory, if if not the same. Like Arizona loves this guy. He's he's young. I I guess the thing that I've maybe misinterpreted is that. Um, I think Arizona had a little window and now it's closed. So maybe if they are going full reset, but like at the same time, they just re-signed Eduardo Escobar, um, to a decent contract, a guy they traded to during the season. So I, I don't know for me, it just doesn't fully make sense for them. I think the Yankees would really have to roll out a package and Hey, maybe if they think Sonny Gray can give them 80% of what Robbie Ray can, and they can also pick up a Justice Sheffield or Domingo Herman and Clint Frazier, maybe it is worth it for them. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Interesting. I think a trade's going to happen. Uh, to sum it up, let's see. Uh, out of all the options we had, I think Kluber's too good to be true, but that would be fantastic if they could somehow get Kluber. I don't see Cleveland trading him. It doesn't really make sense in my brain. You have Lindor, you have Ramirez, you have Kluber. Try to win in the next three years because you're playing against a division that – I'll suck. Kluber, Lindor, and Ramirez, the three of them win you the division. So why trade them? That doesn't make sense to me. Uh, yeah. Same with Paxton. I don't see them moving them. Barrios, kind of the same thing. I don't know why they'd trade him in that division. Uh, you got um, you got the Arizona. You got Robbie Ray. That kind of makes sense. Uh, Bumgarner, I guess I, I don't know. Now I'm kind of just naysaying everything, but. I would love a Kluber trade. I'd like a lot of these yeah. trades. I I I think the trade is going to be there. I I I've talked myself closer to Robbie Ray than I thought I was. I I think I really like the Carrasco deal, like you said with the Indians. You can you can reload, rebuild all while not really effect- he's he's a really good player and Cleveland likes him, but he's he's not Kluber. Um and I I don't know. Like I mentioned, I you you didn't like the Grinky Dark Horse, but I, Grinky still owed a lot of money, and teams don't like paying people money. So when people look at Arizona, I I think they'd rather move Grinky in a heartbeat than they'd move um, Robbie Ray. Um, and he's he's owed serious money. He's owed thirty five mil the next few years. So I mean, can you dump Ellsbury in a Grinky trade? I I think something like that is a lot more realistic than um, a lot of these younger stud pictures people are asking about you don't think they should trade for walker bueller's gary i think i think i think you ask (laughs) that's the best call we got gary sanchez for walker bueller ain't happening uh all right well hey thank you everyone that called in 
You're the best. That was fun to do, kind of like you know a radio show, but we can't take live calls because we don't have that technology, and you guys don't listen to us live anyway. Some some do. There's some people listening to us live. Our Patreon sponsors, which I didn't even fucking do. Wow. God damn it. I'm saving them. I'll put them at the beginning of next episode. That's my bad. I'm the biggest dumb idiot in the world. I'm so excited to do these. All right. If you want to call up during the offseason, the line is open. We don't just have to invite you and say, give us your trade proposal. The line's open. We want to do voicemails. Every The episodes are going to be Monday and Thursday every week. They're not always going to be straight hot stove talk. There's going to be some interviews, some uh, some other fun stuff. But the inter- the voicemail line is always open. 908-845-5792. Nine, hold up. Get your phone out. Open your contacts. Start typing. 908-845-5792. Give us a call. Leave a voicemail. That was fun. We had people from all over, Jake. We had, yeah. We had Orlando, um, Jacksonville, North Carolina, Oregon, New Jersey, Hell's Kitchen. It's pretty cool. Pretty cool stuff, Jim. That's all for this episode of Talk of Yikes. Thank you very much for listening. Thank you for supporting. Thank you for engaging. Thank you for everything. Hope you're enjoying the nice November weather. Had a great Halloween. Getting ready for a fantastic Thanksgiving. We'll see you Thursday. We are out. Go Yankees. Tell them, Grandma. Go Yankees. Go Yankees.